This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers are trying to sink a blood castle. 
Caddy couldn't steal a boat alone, so put on a life jacket and dived into the water. Red abandoned rational thought and charged the evil version of Adrian, and Richter realized they were facing down the elder god Nyarlathotep, wearing Adrian's body as a disguise. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Adrian Nylarthotep Diesel is rushing toward you. Uh, you have uh, a moment uh, before uh, the uh, the dark god is upon you, uh, or at least this this uh, embodiment of the creature. Of course, if you are looking upon uh, the majesty and horror of the god itself, uh, your minds could not possibly hope to uh, to wrestle with it and, and come out unscathed. But uh, you're instead looking at it in a much more uh, tame and understandable form, that of poking out through the body of your dead friend. Um, yeah. You know, that that old chestnut. So, um, yes, Nalarthotep is charging toward you. Um, what, uh, what do the two of you do? <clears throat> Shoot him. <laughs> In the face. Okay. That generally tends to stop people. Um, yeah. So you're going to attempt to shoot Nalarthotep the crawling chaos in the face. Yes, she is. In Addie's face. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. Yes, I realize. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> no, there's a reason we're both out here in the rain because no, one of I us know. was sure that was Addie. It's not, though. <laughs> now she wants to kill this thing that deigned to invade his body. <laughs> <laughs> We're out here in the rain till that thing is dead, my friend. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> or at least I am. So, <laughs> cool. Fire at will. All right. Uh, do ooh. Okay. Uh, that's a hard success and a success. Okay. Hard success and success. <laughs> uh, he gets an extreme success uh, on his end of things. Uh, so I rolled a two. Um, so um, you open fire at uh, his face, and um, similar to the blur uh, that you saw when he, he strode forward, um, it's just, uh, it's almost that um, uh, agent from the Matrix thing. Where his head just isn't where it should be in that kind of unsettling, like mm-hmm. um, skipping frames kind of way. Um, and uh, you just hear him say, Oh, you cared about this form, didn't you? You humans are so attached to the flesh. Get out of him. How dare you? Oh, I dare. Um, Richter, what do you do? Uh, I will say, uh, um, your, your effigy from the museum. I, I woke up and I was holding it. I dropped it. Yes, servant of the Croatoan, you dare. I do not serve the Croatoan. Can you roll me... It's definitely not fast talk. What's an earnesty check? Um, okay, maybe I'll roll. I'll roll for another tip actually instead. Okay. Um, 
uh, it slows its pace um, and says, but you clearly were doing the abomination's bidding when you destroyed my effigy. I was an unwilling uh, vessel, much like our friend is right now to you. Oh, so... Your, your quarrel is, is, is with the Crow Tawin. Yes, the abomination must not be allowed to survive. We are, we are seeking to defeat the Crow Tawin <laughs> as well. Nilarthotep Addy's voice is rough on old Tommy's vocal uh, Understandable. That's, yeah. That's <clears> not a place Ryan. you normally go to with, no, with your, truly. your characters. Um, so he, he pauses um, and uh, <clears throat> does that um, almost animalistic like head tilt um, thing as he seems to consider. Um, and then he kind of rounds. Meanwhile, like the Migo have no idea what the fuck is going on. Like they're fully ready to gun you down. But like their boss is talking. So he curls kind of one long jagged hand and points um, to the city rising out of the water. Um, and uh, he says, uh, we, we must stop that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is imperative uh, that we do this. And he actually kind of starts nodding a little bit. Like this does seem to track. Um you get the sense there's a bit of arrogance in it. Um, and uh, he just kind of says, of course, it's not like a couple of humans could possibly hope to stand against Nalarthotep. Yes, the Croatoan is the threat. Um, and he cracks his knuckles with the blades um, and says, you, you now serve me until we have defeated the Croatoan and I can send these back to where they belong. My plans are not yet in motion. They cannot do this. If you assist me in this, and he turns to look directly at Red, and he just kind of like runs his hands down the sides of uh, the face, and uh, the um, uh, Adrian's face kind of shifts back into uh, what it was to some degree. Uh, the sort of fanged mouth is gone. He says... I shall let you speak with your departed one last time before he crosses over. Red desperately looks like she's trying to say something and she just can't. I don't, I think that is... It's a deal. Yeah, we accept. I'm sorry, this wasn't a request. Now, let us destroy the city of the Deep Ones. Richter. Richter. We were, we were dead Richter, moments ago, Red. I can't have, work with this. We have bought time and remember that the Croatoan is the reason all of this is happening. Addy's not in there. Tell me he's not in there, Richter. I do not believe he is. Truly, Red. I'm gonna tear that from limb to goddamn limb. Yes, but later, Red. And with that, you move against the Deep Ones. Speaking of Deep Ones, uh, Caddy, you are swimming. Uh, can you roll me a swim check? I mean, I can. 
<laughs> I uh, didn't yeah, say roll me a success check. Um, cool. So uh, you begin uh, <laughs> just paddling, just paddling and paddling. It's um, paddling. The, uh, the good news is that uh, because of the way you've described you're attempting to do this, um, even if you fail, you're still making progress. You just aren't going quickly. Um, if you were to pass a swim check, then you'd be like, you know, super <laughs> cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you're very much struggle, struggle paddling um, uh, towards the, the city. Um, you can see now as, as you begin to approach it, um, panicked deep ones. Um, they're, um, I, you see them kind of like helping people out of buildings, um, kind of like, rushing around, leaping uh, sort of off of some of these slanted towers into the water. Um, they seem to be in, in, a, a, in great distress. Um, as the, uh, the closer you get, you can see that the, um, the blood um, running up seems to almost be piercing the streets and the buildings at odd angles, almost as though it's impaled uh, this city um, and is, is dragging it up from the deep. Um, and uh, slowly the lines are beginning to form around the buildings um, and you can almost see them twisting and breaking under the weight of the, uh, think almost like something wrapped in, in wire. Um, so the, the lines of the blood rather than previously where you saw them just kind of as a structure in and of itself here, they seem to be reforming this city as they drag it up out of the depths. Um, beneath you now, you can, you can see many, um, deep ones uh, circling in the depths um, as uh, lightning flashes above you um, and uh, you continue to paddle. Um, they seem to be converging on you and based on your role, you know that they will reach you before you reach the shore. What do you do? Hmm. He is going to Take the spooky bag of ashes because he needs to keep himself safe and he's got a plan. Uh, he's going to submerge it beneath him in the water uh, so that it won't get on him. And then he's going to dump it out in hopes that the ashes do something to the things that are going to eat him. And he fills the bag with water. Okay. Um, so you, you dump the ashes into the water. It quick, they quickly disperse. Um, nothing happens. What let's do you keep, do with your bag of water? Let's keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to book it for the city. Um, what, uh, how are you keeping yourself calm during this? I feel like we've established that Caddy's a very talkative fella. So I feel like he wouldn't be doing this in, he wouldn't be suffering in silence. Uh, I think he's just, I think it's just a lot of like motivational stuff to him. He's like, you know what? Maybe that'll do the, the, the ashes will get him. You just wait. It's there's going to be an ash shark or something. And he's, he's aware that this probably isn't true, but he's really trying to spin himself up a narrative while he just focuses on trying to save this place with his bag of water. And he's like, you know, you're a good person and good people always do the right thing and come out on top. That's how, you know, just this water in you and, and Jesus, you're going to do it. Well, the good news is um, you you did. You seem to talk yourself into it because you you did come out on top uh, because, Addie, uh, you you suddenly um, are moving much, much easier. Um, and you realize that you're lighter as well. And as you look down, uh, you realize you're no longer underwater. Uh, there is, in fact, a deep one that has risen 
um, up through the waves um, and you're kind of straddling its, its back fin of spines. Um, and as it swims, it just turns and says, yes, bringer of ashes, we will. And then leaping majestically from the water around you, like helpful dolphins, um, deep ones emerge, kind of dragging um, a toe of, of watery ash with them uh, and begin to swarm uh, the building. You hear screams. Um, you see kind of blasts of blood as they strike the, uh, the building. Um, but the one <clears throat> carrying you on his back just says, hang tight, savior. Together we shall do this. Um, and um, he leaps from the water kind of up onto uh, the streets. Um, submerged streets seem to kind of be, again, on like a 45. Um, and he says, tell me, how may I save my home? All right, you just got to take the ash if you can get some. Otherwise, you just got to get me near the blood thing. I got a whole plan in this bag. Um, he looks at you and says, what shall I call you? You can call me Caddy. What's your name, new friend? Ah, me. My name is Steve. And then he just takes off running uh, with you on his back. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through Five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, doms, and dragons. Meanwhile, um, Red and um, Richter, uh, you follow your new god as he lays waste uh, to those who defy him. Um, the Deep Ones put up a, 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 a rather... Uh, uh, like a pretty rather good defense, all things considered, but they are not prepared to fight an aspect of a god. Um, you hear screams of uh, Father Dagon and Mother Hydra um, calls to Cthulhu itself as they are slain, but no one answers um, as uh, the, the Migo and their, their master, Nilartha Tep, lay waste. Um, as he does so, he is slowly receding into the Adrian body. Uh, you get the sense that as his... Um, as the tides of battle turn, um, he pulls his monstrous form back within the confines. Um, the body doesn't properly fit anymore. It's a little bit uh, unwieldy. You know, the, the finger claws recede, but like the fingers don't heal. Um, so it's uh, it's it a like, bit of a... Is he like a stretched out like t-shirt? Of, of a person now? Here and like, there. The oh. face is pretty good because he never really broke it. Just don't go looking around in the back of his like hairline. Um, but yes, in terms of uh, got a bit of the um, uh, a more uh, dexterous um, uh, Eddie from um, uh, Edgar rather from uh, Men, in Men, in Men in Black. Um, yeah, he's wearing like an Addy suit. Um, <clears throat> but um, he does kind of regain a bit of that that arrogant elegance to the point that like he's adjusting the cuffs by the time the the deep ones have died, um, and he turns and uh, grins at you with Addy's face. Uh, Red, this is somehow worse than the spiked 
fangs because now he's like just puppeting the body as he thinks a human would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a lot of experience with human bodies, uh, but none of this is, is Adrian. Um, and uh, he says, so how did you intend to deal with the palace? Then he gestures kind of very grandly out to sea. There is a connection that must be severed. I understand it is in the water. We have a uh, small cat uh, working with us, and he has located a, a, this this p- point of connectivity that that we must eliminate. Interesting. Where is this cat? I would like to meet the cat, please. You are not to harm him. And at that point, Richard's like, it's a cat or... Oh, no. And he's just like looking, <laughs> looking for boats being like... <laughs> yeah, kitty. Small uh, demon imp cat. Come out. Hello. Can you roll me a spot hidden, sir? That's better. That is maybe more than a success. Spot hidden. Yeah, that's a hard success. Cool. So um, as you you look, uh, you find a um, you know a, a boat uh, moored that looks like it really have su- suited your purposes quite well. Um, there's uh, two dead deep ones and a uh, dead guard uh, and amigo looking very proud of himself. Um, you walk in and just kind of psychically here, and I helped. Um, and, uh, then you, you see it kind of out, out on the water. Uh, you see shapes kind of leaping forward. Um, and, uh, you see a small cat, um, aboard, uh, a deep one rushing, uh, up into the city. Uh, uh, tip turns to you and just says, Hey, is that your cat? He... Eddie, what is he doing? I think I'm going to call him Sprinkles. And then he like tilts his head and he says, oh, <laughs> what was that? And he like spits and like kind of adjusts his jaw. And... Uh, uh, he... <laughs> I think Richter is like flummoxed at what he's seeing. Yeah. It's like... Is there, huh. a way, is there a way to get to them or are they way out there? The I mean, cat in a boat. life jacket riding an army of deep ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a boat. Yeah, I think Red's going to go for the boat. Yeah, Richter will follow. Um, and uh, Nolarthotep will just kind of stay there. And he's clearly like having a real thing. So, what in all of the void of the universe is Sprinkles? Um, as you uh, board the boat um, and take off after Caddy, uh, Caddy, um, Steve is uh, is carrying you uh, deep into the, uh, the the forgotten city of uh, the Deep Ones, uh, Atlantis itself, um, and uh, you have a bag of water and apparently a plan. Um, you can hear detonations going off beneath uh, the city as the the Deep Ones who were kind of carrying the. Uh, uh, the wake of ashes and kind of basically just trying to usher as much of the ash underwater. As you know, it's really fucking hard, but it's mystical ash. So it's not just dispersing, but it's not an easy thing. 
Um, that said, the uh, uh, the defenses of Richard Chen's work do seem to be um, putting up quite a fight. Um, every time it does so, the uh, the city shakes, um, buildings threaten to collapse, um, but the uh, the bloodlines, though slightly weakened, are still present. What do you do? All right, he would steer Steve towards the closest bloodline because he knows from his holy water experience that you got to put things into the blood to break the blood. Uh, and then when he's closing in, he'd be on Steve's back and he'd be like, okay, Steve, do you guys like believe in Jesus or do you guys have your own wet God? We believe in the great Lord Cthulhu, in Father Dagon and Mother Hydra. I do not know this. Jesus. Okay, I don't think yours are going to help me so much, but thank you. Uh, and then he would like to essentially squat down a little bit on Steve's back. And, and just hold the bag of water in both paws and like close his eyes and just with like the purest of hearts start praying and just be like, dear Jesus, it's me, Caddy. I was alive and then I was a ghost and now I'm a cat in case you didn't know me just from looking. So they always said that to be a good Christian, you had to save souls. And I saved 12 souls from inside a weird hobo who ate them. So I'm hoping that maybe because I do good things and I'm trying to do a good things and I'm trying to help people that maybe you could help me. So I don't need a big favor. I just want to ask you, Jesus, if you love me, like, like everyone says that you could, if you could please, please bless this water because holy water will help. And I believe that you'll do this for me. I love you, Jesus. Please love me and help me save all the fish people and Red and Richter and all the other people from the blood. Thank you. Amen. And he's just going to, when they get to the thing, pour his holy water into the blood in the hopes that it will save the city. So as you finish your prayer and uh, you open the bag, um, you hear uh, a voice uh, somewhat higher than you imagine Jesus is to be. Um, just say, Oh, Addy, if I'd known you cared so much about this one small piece, why, of course, after all, I never got you a gift, did I? Uh, and, um, as you pour the water forward, uh, the blood bursts, um, into shards, um, sharp sort of, um, spikes, uh, of like the, if you've ever seen, um, it's like mercury or something, there's, there's a few liquids that will just spike if you do certain things to it as the water hits it. Um, it just basically shatters and these sort of, uh, spikes of blood fire off in, in all directions, um, impaling Steve. Um, ripping him apart, um, killing many of uh, the deep ones. Um, and uh, buildings begin to crack and crumble, but the, the whole city begins to shake and submerge. And you hear cries um, of, of pain as people are hit, but also of, of joy um, as uh, their home begins to descend back into the depths. Um, and uh, you just hear uh, the voice say, after all, we are so much more powerful than them. We mystery punchers. Um, and uh, the city begins to sink. Um, which is not great news for a cat in a life jacket, 
because it's going to cause one hell of a vortex. Uh, Richter and Red, um, you've gotten onto a boat. Have either of you ever driven a boat? Um, I don't. Uh, there is no drive boat skill. If you're no, okay, player. thank you. I was I was checking for drive boat skill. Yeah. Um, like. Uh, unless Boston is known for its secret waterways, no. <laughs> Those are just like trickles of like piss from from Ew. pubs. That's uh, that's the Boston I know and love. Uh, sure. At least then, uh, uh, no secret waterways where everybody Richter, knows your name. You know, he was on a ship uh, when uh, uh, like he came to America by by ship, but that's. That's the the long and short of his naval experience as a passenger on a large vessel. Um, okay, so who would attempt to drive the uh, the boat? I think I probably would. Okay, um, give me a drive auto at disadvantage, please. So roll your tens twice and pick the worst result. Okay. Oh well, that's gonna be it. <laughs> oh, no. I rolled ninety twice. That's a ninety four. <laughs> Um, all right, um, Red, you look at the machinery. You've driven, a f- like, fucking things before. No Easy. trouble. Yeah. Um, so you fire it up and gun it, uh, and you hear um, a screech of metal uh, as the mooring uh, tears at the boat uh, because neither of you unmoored the boat because neither of you knows boats. Um, the, uh, you, the, the boat kind of shoots forward, snaps. Uh, it seems that one of the ropes was badly damaged possibly by tiny claws um but the other uh was uh fully intact and as a result uh the boat shoots forward swings around slams against the edge of the dock uh and you hear a horrific ripping as um metal tears uh along the side uh (laughs) your boat is now taking on water so you manage to get it loose but um you are slowly going down beyond attack Okay, so realistically, if Richter furiously bails the boat, do we have enough time to get there and back? Depending on your roles, yes. I'm g- going for it, Richter. Otherwise, we're swimming back, my friend. What do I do? Uh, start getting this water out of here, and she's going to start going. And Richter cups his hands and just starts... Is this one of those fun boats that has like a little bail bucket, like most? <laughs> no, it's the 1930s. It. So the boat that just made of bail bucket money. <laughs> um, Takes off his hat. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Um, you have a moment uh, together um, as the boat shoots past the shore. You see now Arthur Just it's one of those those like moments that often happen in like comedy movies where where like. You know, it's like the Ferris Bueller thing where it's like, oh, like I'm just driving up to a red light. And then you see someone where uh, he just looks up and just sees you like scrape against the thing and then just take off with like Richter (laughs) bailing with his hat. And if it's possible for an otherworldly god uh, to look flummoxed, this man is flummoxed. It is a pure look of like the fuck. And um, possibly a hint of regret uh, that he has uh, uh, taken you on as as worshippers for this uh, particular endeavor. Um, that said, you do have a moment together for the first time in a little bit as you're yeah. bailing and driving. Um, as you you see, um, yeah, uh, we'll say this is before the city has begun to suffer. Okay. How uh, did this happen, Richter? 
How did this happen to him? Red, you are asking a question that has a very long answer that I don't think you will like at the end of the day. He knew you, Richter. Yeah, from uh, the museum. Uh, it would seem that uh, Croatoan uh, in, you in seeking revenge on the ones it was wronged by is perhaps Nylas or is one of them. Wouldn't through my body destroyed one of his idols. But you told me, you told me to do that spell in your house to try to bring Adrian back. Did you know that this was, did you know that this was a possibility? Yes. Yes. The powers at play right now, Red, uh, almost anything is a possibility. Anything you can think of won't, almost anything you cannot conceive of. Well, but you better then think of a, you better conceive of a way to get him out. And then she's just going to turn back and start driving. And Richter will like, dad grunt as he stoops to like scoop more water and be like yeah yeah i will uh i will do that uh and that's when you see a burst um of uh blood and spikes uh off of the island um a groan um of uh just that 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 kind of sound you you feel in your bones uh as a massive structure ancient structure of stone groans and twists uh, and you see uh, this, this sort of Atlantis-esque city begin to sink. Um, and with it, uh, your small cat friend, who you are now 100% certain cannot swim. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, 
Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta, out.